Foo Fighters and Lollapalooza. This is making all kinds of news of this afternoon. Let's uh, welcome in our music expert, Eric Elper, who joins us now here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Eric, good afternoon. Hey, this is uh, pretty good news. No kidding. I, I want to get to just the, the festival itself in a second here, but uh, let's run down the uh, lineup that was just announced uh, earlier today. Foo Fighters, the uh, headliners. Yeah, Foo Fighters, followed by Post Malone, Tyler, the creator, Miley Cyrus, Journey, who will probably cause the biggest riot in Chicago in 40 years if they don't play Don't Stop Believin', <laughs> uh, and, and Limp Biscuit. And actually, there's a... There's about four dozen artists that are playing, including Canadian Kate Trianda, who won the Polaris Prize um, last year. And also um, there's um, um, uh, Orville Peck is also in the country roots uh, side of things. So, you know, we got a couple of Canadians on there, but this is uh, this is pretty good, you know, with um, Rockhampton is also going to be performing Band of Horses all time low. Um, so Chicago seems to be saying, let's go. We're open for business. Yeah, I mean, this is just a monster uh, lineup. And as you mentioned, there seems to be kind of something for everyone here. And I have to talk to you about Journey for a quick second, because as an unabashed Journey fan and Steve Perry fan, uh, I was a little surprised to see Journey in a Lollapalooza lineup. How did that happen? And, and is Steve actually going to reunite, do you think, with the band for this? No, I don't think so. Um, you know, I, 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 it, there's always one artist that is a kind of throwback just for fun. And it's not because Lollapalooza wants to make fun of them. It's probably because Perry Farrell of Jane's Addiction, the organizer of the event and certainly the founder of the event, probably just loves Journey. And so because the organizers can do whatever and have whatever they want to do with it, that's where you end up with, um, you know, artists like Foghat sometimes appearing on these festivals like Coachella or Lollapalooza. Um, so this is going to be probably, look, I bet you there will be more people at Journey than almost 99% of the artists that are on there. Oh, without a doubt. The catalog is just incredible. They were actually my first ever concert, the Escape Tour, Journey and Maple Leaf Gardens back in 1981. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a throwback right now. Did you ever play the Journey video game as a teenager where you had to sure did. Steve Perry? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now we know where all your money went instead of drugs and alcohol. What yeah. is, <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you right now, I had the Atari game. Journey had an Atari game. Absolutely. Uh, and Do you know actually what the problem is between these two that they just can't get together, Steve Perry and Journey, by the way? I know I'm glad this is a bit of a sidebar, but... Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, well, I, I, Steve Perry has had a lot of health issues in the past, and... Um, it's really difficult for him to do a full-on concert. He's had a number of back issues. Um, the, the other members of Journey have kind of shoot each other into oblivion. There were other founding members that have left the band and come back. There's a battle between wives and ex-wives in the band. It was just a little bit of a, a mess for a number of years with the, with the new lead singer or the latest singer, um, that they found on YouTube of all places. And he's been, Ariel has been singing with the band for almost a decade now. Um, but I think it just comes down to Steve Perry just doesn't want to do it. He makes more than enough money based on the royalties in radio play and Atari video game cartridges still being <laughs> sold on the black market, I'm sure. Um, 
that I, I don't I don't think I mean I'm sure that the rumors are going to go sky high for him to appear, but I don't even I don't even think it's a, even a remote possibility. Yeah, if it didn't happen to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame where they were all on stage yeah. together for the first time in forever, it's probably sadly not going to happen. Uh, anybody really stand out in this uh, lineup for you? I think Limp Biscuit seems to be getting uh, a lot of talk. Yeah, Limp Bizkit seems to be getting a lot of talk. And, you know, for people who don't follow music on a regular basis, I think like you and I do, I think Miley Cyrus is going to be the, the surprise. She put out an amazing rock record this year that um, hit the top five on the Billboard album charts. She has collaborated with a lot of rock artists, including the Flaming Lips for a collaboration album. So for people that remember her as... Uh, you know, Hannah Montana, and maybe a couple of things after that and lost touch with her. Um, She is, you know, still active, still getting tens of millions of views on her YouTube page and gotten a lot of credibility from, you know, holier than thou um, outlets like Pitchfork and Rolling Stone, who, who loves Miley Cyrus and the fact that she can maneuver and change from album to album. Absolutely. All right. That is the snapshot of the lineup. Let's talk about the protocol. Has that been announced at all? Because uh, obviously uh, we're all coming out of uh, COVID and the uh, third wave here, along with the announcement of the uh, lineup, have uh, the producers, have they talked to the promoters here about uh, what's going to happen at Grant Park between July 29th and August 1st to keep everybody as safe as possible? Yeah, you know, so what's going to happen is full COVID vaccination or a negative COVID-19 test are going to be required to attend. There's no word yet on whether or not if the organizers or one of the biggest um, promoters in the world, Live Nation, are going to have COVID passports that are going to be proven that you have had both your shots and those that aren't fully vaccinated with both shots, they have to present a negative COVID test within 24 hours of attending the festival each day that they want to attend. And that makes a lot of sense because obviously if you attend the first day and you're clean, the second day you actually might have caught something on that first day for it to show up. What's amazing about it is that Chicago, specifically only 38% of Chicago residents have gotten their shot. The city hopes that these rules encourage more people to get that vaccination. Um, so a little bit of rewards, a little bit of bribery, but you know, 38% doesn't seem like a lot, but it's certainly a little bit better than what we're seeing here in Ontario. And because Lollapalooza is such a, a North American huge festival, they're going to be a little bit worried about just the amount of influx of people that are coming in from other parts of Canada and in the US. 400,000 people attend this festival each day. So that might not even be 400,000 people all throughout the entire festival. That actually might be anywhere between 1.2 million and 1.6 million people arriving into that city. And so I think everybody's going to keep a really close eye on what goes on. Yeah, which leads us to the next question. Is this too much too soon? Listen, we're all happy to see live music returning. We've all missed it desperately. We all love uh, festivals. Lollapalooza, of course, is a bit of a cultural touchstone for a certain generation or two. But when you talk about 400,000 people, eight stages, over 170 bands over a couple of days, you have to ask whether or not we're truly ready for this. Yeah, I don't think they are. Uh, And I I say this with an absolute biased opinion that I'm here in Toronto during a a lockdown where it's hard to fathom getting tour dates from some of my artists that they're doing 
you know, four-week runs in Texas without even leaving the state. That's, you know, that's bizarre to me when I can't even do, you know, 99% of the things I want to do outside of my neighborhood. So, you know, the concept of having that many people in your city is, is extremely bizarre to me at this point. But as we've seen in America... There's a lot of anger and there's a lot of frustration on both sides. You know, half the population seems that they want to open up right now. The other half of the population thinks that it's it's way too soon. I I wouldn't I, I wouldn't have even batted an eyelash, which I do from time to time. I wouldn't have even bat an eyelash if they decided to hold off and wait another year. I think that's the safer thing to do. But uh, you know, with the sheer amount of tours that have been announced for August, September, October, November already in the state. And I'm not talking about just like The Weeknd or Justin Bieber, artists like Guided by Voices, you know, these smaller, um, you know, mid-sized stadium bands are playing to 1,500, 2,000 people. They're planning on going out in America in three or four months. I think that's going to be the true test. What happens when an artist starts touring around in different places where some might be hot spots and some might be completely great to go into? Yeah, you know, it really is a bit of a bizarre time right now because you've got Lollapalooza announcing this four-day festival. Meantime, you got bands like Def Leppard just canceled their stadium tour for 2021. And a stadium tour, I mean, that's big enough, but at least you could say, okay, that's 20,000 people. It's maybe more of a manageable size than 400,000 people uh, on a daily uh, basis, yet they shut down the stadium tour, yet they're going to go ahead with this uh, four-day large uh, festival. And I'm also reading a lot, too, with the announcement of these concerts, Eric, about uh, ticket prices and just that they're really, really inflated, some of these uh, prices. And do you think that... I don't know, there's certain bands and promoters that are trying to make back some lost revenue from the last year or so? That's exactly what it is. You know, when people want to complain about the live tickets and the, and the, the high prices, they, you know, they tend to direct their anger towards, say, Ticketmaster or Live Nation. But the fact of the matter is, is that the bands 100% dictate what the prices are going to be. And they have not had very much income or revenue streams um, for the last 18 months. And when you're, in, when you're a band like Def Leppard, and I haven't heard anything specific about this, but, you know, they're just like us too. They might have people in the band that are really scared about going out. There might be people who had somebody in their immediate family or extended family pass away from COVID that is affecting their psyche. Sometimes it comes down to the fact that you know, you need insurance in order to go out on the road, not just health insurance, but potential cancellation insurance so that you're not on the hook to pay all these people that are working for you. Those have a really high premium when you're talking about potentially hundreds of millions of dollars worth of liability insurance that you have to get. Some bands would just rather say, I don't want to pay that. I don't want any money out of my bank account whatsoever until that this is already in the clear. So, um, yeah, you know, Am I surprised that Def Leppard canceled? No. Would I be surprised if Eric Clapton or Van Morrison, two of the most vocal anti-government, anti-vaccine, you know, artists decide to go on tour together next year? Oh, probably. I mean, I I have no doubt that they're going to probably want to go on tour faster than anybody else. Yeah, just finally with Lollapalooza announcing they are back and back in Chicago. I mean, this really is a significant announcement, isn't it, when it comes to the music world that... uh, you know, we can talk back and forth as we have here about the uh, safety and whether or not there's uh, enough in place to keep people uh, healthy and safe here. But this is really a statement, isn't it, uh, Lollapalooza coming back? 
Yeah, for sure. And especially when we're here in Toronto and we can't go see a show, this may hopefully change people's minds to get the vaccine. You know, right now we're hovering at about 1,500 new cases in Ontario. Those levels haven't been seen in terms of lower volume since the end of March. So we're heading in a great direction. If you want those concerts to come back, if you want to go see a movie, you want to go eat at a restaurant, go get your second shot. You bet. Music expert Eric Helper with us, Eric. Pleasure as always. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. We'll talk soon.